The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Now, after the recent string of fatalities on the roads, it's evident that Ireland faces a pressing road safety crisis. New government plans are being introduced to reform road safety in the country, with speed limits taking centre stage of that process. Now, can new speed limits truly solve the issue? And what about enforcement? To talk about this in more detail, we have uh, Transport Commentator and uh, Chief Executive of the RIAC, Conor Faulkner, and on the line TD for Kerry, Michael Healy-Ray. Uh, good morning and welcome to you both. Michael, uh, first of all, what do you think of this uh, fairly blanket proposal by the Minister to reduce speed limits all over the place? Well, thank you, Pat, and good morning to you and to your listeners and to Conor. First of all, uh, in a discussion like this, it has to be said we're not talking about accidents Statistics. We're talking about real people, parents, sons, daughters, grandchildren, uncles, aunts who have been lost on our roads recently and now over the last period of time. And uh, these are real people and we just have to say how sorry we are for the tragedies that have befallen uh, all of those people to have lost their lovely relatives. And that has to be said. Uh, I wouldn't agree with the focus and the attention that is being given to one aspect of road safety, because uh, this to me is like a knee-jerk reaction, and it's a massive reduction going from 100 to 80 and 80 to 60 and say 40 to 30. And of course, we must look at all measures that will help save lives. But I have continuously asked the government to look at education. I've asked ministers for education, ministers for transport. They've ignored it. My, my, my theme has always been that from the first day you go into secondary school, it should be on the curriculum that uh, the theory aspect of uh, education about the roads, the rules of the road, being a safe, conscientious driver, that should be taught. And then in transition year and doing your leaving cert, you should actually be taught the practicalities of driving a car and got ready for your test. And you should leave school with your driving, uh, uh, with your full driver's license in, in one hand, uh, with your driver's license in one hand, and you're leaving certain in another. That's one aspect, and that has been ignored by government. There are also less obvious things, but which I believe are important when it comes to people's safety, including pedestrians, cyclists, and that is hedges. We have thousands and thousands of miles of hedges on our road. People are expected in their own family homes. They cut their hedges. It's a basic part of your household maintenance. But at the same time, then, our local authorities, are they're ignoring the fact that the hedges should be cut, and they're not being cut. You see there's a couple of feet on every road, and yes, the motorways are cut, but the, the other regional roads, they're not being cut. Our, uh, our na- other national routes are not being cut. Our local roads aren't being cut. And this has led to very de- dangerous situations, and it is contributing to accidents all of the time. Then we have water. Nobody talks about the fact that the section men are gone off of our roads, which means that where there was great attention to given to detail of keeping water off of our roads. That's not happening now. So what happens is we have water ponding and lodging on roads, and that leads to accidents. We also have the fact of deer roaming onto our roads. The government, you never hear a government minister coming out and saying anything about that, because they consider these things not important enough. So all we hear now, certain ministers and the Taoiseach himself even indeed recently come out and saying, oh, it's all about speed. Before it was all about drink, and now it's all about speed. And would they not please look at, get, take off the blinkers and look at the bigger issues? There is more things causing accidents on roads than just one issue. And I believe this is the government's 
coming out and saying this now and they're going to bring in this immediately. I actually don't agree with it because there are plenty of roads where it's perfectly safe to travel at 100 miles an hour or sorry, 100 kilometers an hour and uh, and perfectly safe to yeah. do 80 kilometers an hour. But the point here is, Pat, when you see a road and if it's a small local road and if it says that the limit is 80, that's not a target that you have to hit. People's own responsibility, their own judgment has to come into play. If, if the limit is 80, but if you can't do 80 or you shouldn't do 80, well, you should exercise caution. If it's safe to do so, there is nothing wrong with traveling at that speed if it's safe to do so. And that's why the education is so important to me. And I think that if we educated people to be safe, conscientious drivers, well, then people could uh, adjust what they're doing and adjust their foot on the accelerator to the conditions that they're driving in. All right, uh, Conor Faulkman, uh, you've been talking about this before on the programme and uh, the idea of reviewing the speed limit. This is what Jack Chambers is supposed to be doing. Uh, We spoke about it uh, some weeks ago. And the idea was that where it's appropriate, you could raise the speed limit in some places and where it's appropriate, you lower the speed limit for uh, safety reasons in others. Mm -hmm. Now it seems every limit is to go down just on on a point of almost a principle. I suspect so Jack Chambers and the government can be seen to be doing something in the light of this terrible surge in road deaths. Yeah, I know. It's a pity, isn't it? I mean, every time road safety is in crisis, the Minister of the Day dreams up a new law, brainstorms up a new law. It looks as if they're taking positive action. What's being proposed here? A couple of things on it, Pat. Firstly, it's already in the road safety strategy that we're to review speed limits. It was actually due quarter three or quarter four of last year. Uh, Also, we've been here before. Speed limits reviewed in 2013. That's unfinished business because there still isn't adequate consistency from one local authority to another and we have to get the guidelines right. Um, But now in response to to headlines, we get this um, announcement from government. It would require new primary legislation So that has has never yet happened quickly. So at minimum, even if this is a good idea, and that's debatable, um, but at minimum, it will take a couple of years for this to take effect. So it, it is going to do no good in terms of our immediate response to the road safety crisis. Um, Michael was saying, you know, there's many factors behind road safety and there are indeed. Um, and speed, to pick on speed of one of them, it, it's certainly a very important one. But if you had to pick one, it's enforcement. And everybody knows this. Everybody involved in road yeah. safety knows but the, this. But the question is what you're enforcing because the idea that on a, a, a carriageway that may be three lanes in either direction with good separation in the middle, but it's not a motorway, um, that you have a 60 kilometre uh, stretch of road mm. and nobody obeys it unless they see a Gatso van or because they know it's wrong. It's it's just too ridiculously yeah. slow. And, it and, and if you reputation. try to do it, you'll be hunked and passed and you'll get the finger from all sorts of people because there's a consensus that it's wrong. Yeah. So whatever they do, they've got to have public support so the public can see, yeah, that is a very dangerous piece of road. There's no way it should say 80 or 100 on this particular road. I wouldn't dare do that. Mm-hmm. But of course, uh, as Michael said, and Gabo used to say at the late Gay Byrne, when he was chairman of the authority, he said, speed limits are not a target. He used to always say that. Yeah. You know, it, it's telling you the maximum 
on certain set sections of this road that might be safe, but otherwise you use your own judgment, your own skills, your own experience. Absolutely. Um, and look, a, a few words about how speed limits actually are set. Um, primary legislation establishes a, 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 essentially a menu of speed limits uh, off the motorways and the main roads, which are looked after by Transport uh, Infrastructure Ireland. But on the local authority roads, the secondary and other roads, uh, primary legislation provides a menu of speed limits that can apply. The local authority then applies the guidelines and selects the correct correct one based on its local knowledge. Uh, You have to get the guidelines consistent so that the setting of speed limits is consistent. But you also have to have public buy-in. We're never going to have a Garda on every street corner. We're never going to cover the world in cameras. Motorists General road users have to accept speed limits and adhere to them. Now, if you just throw up lower numbers on the poles and you don't do anything else, you might think you're making road safety, but actually you're just devaluing the reputation. But there there are so many ways. If you've got a a section of road that's uh, 80 kilometres an hour or 100 and there is a a bend that the Mm. local council hasn't managed to take out for whatever reason, you could have a, a small section that has a lower speed. You can have rumble strips. Yeah. You can have all sorts of things that alert the motorist to that this is a dodgy corner and they have to slow down. Not you want them to slow down. You design the roadway in such a way that they've no choice but to slow down. Yeah, um, correct. And look, we have a lot of roadway. There are some engineering challenges. Um, But what can you do with speed limits? Well, you can set them correctly. You can have consistent rules. If you want to have speed limits lowered, then you need to do something with the road to make that logical. Um, Simply applying a blanket default is one of the words I dislike because imposing something blanket on that basis is bound to lead to errors and inconsistencies and anomalies. For example, when the M4 motorway was opened, the stretch of the old road uh, became isolated, if you like, it became cut off uh, and its speed limit dropped to 80 because it was now a different category of road, even though it had previously been safely able to carry 100. So the local authority was able to intervene and change that. The speed limits have to be logical and consistent and in sympathy with the engineering of the road. If you say to yourself, all I have to do is lower the numbers and by definition I'll be improving road safety, then actually you're making an error. Now, Michael, um, you you mentioned uh, certain things like uh, deer jumping out and in Kerry we know there's a a, a particular uh, problem with the deer population and maybe there could be a cull, but deer will breed and you'll have more deer next year. Um, There are certain things the government uh, can really do nothing about uh, except to urge caution when you're on roads where uh, a deer might pop out. But there are other things where they can, uh, you know, exercise, um, I suppose, a degree of control with signage and so on. What is your experience in Kerry, first of all as a councillor and then as a TD, in terms of how responsive the local uh, council is, the engineers, to the very specific needs of uh, particular roads? Well, I would obviously be very complimentary of our local authority in County Kerry because I believe they they do their best with the money that they're given at any given time, right? And, for instance, we need money for our dangerous junctions. We have a junction, you know it very well, when you're on the main Killarney to Cock Road, when you turn right, the R569. We need money to be spent in that junction because there's accidents there literally on a weekly basis. So we should be looking at dangerous junctions like that throughout the country. That's just an example of what's happening around the rest of the country. And you have what we call high and low cost accident 
preventative measures that can be undertaken. Sometimes it might cost a lot of money. More times it might not be that often much at all. And it could be, for instance, erecting a light at a dangerous junction, taking a ditch and putting up a railing that you could see through instead of a, a permanent ditch being there. And uh, basic, ordinary works, maybe lowering a hill in a, in a road and giving more sight vision. But the, the local authority can only do with what they're yeah. given. But sometimes, but Michael, you, you know, you have no choice uh, but to share the road with people who may not uh, be as responsible as you'd like them to be. And just take the Ring of Kerry, for instance. You know, you've a lot of uh, people who'll be on bicycles, people who'll be uh, walking, then you'll have maybe six coaches on the trot uh, trying to get past them and manoeuvre. Sometimes the solutions are hard to find. But I'll give you a very easy solution there. Cut the goddamn hedges. The, the hedges aren't being cut on a permanent basis. And it's no good saying, oh, the landowner is responsible because Pat Kinney might be very conscientious and cut his hedge. I could be alongside him. I could be living in America and I mightn't give a damn about my hedges. So what good is there you cutting your hedge if I don't cut mine? So the only way you can be sure it'll be done properly is that the local authority would do it. Now, that is not complicated. There are contractors that can do it, but I always had this suggestion that every engineering area in the country every council engineering area should have their own tractor and their own hedge cutter. And yes, of course, use locals if they can, but if they want to have their own machinery and have that cutting six days a week, eight or ten hours a day, year in, year out. And don't worry about the birds nesting on the side of the road because birds aren't stupid. Birds don't build nests on the side of a busy road. They will go into a quiet field or they'll go on the inside of the ditch. They won't be so foolish as to build the nest on the outside of the road. So if you cut that hedge, you're doing no harm whatsoever to birds or to bees or to anything else. But you might be saving lives. I just want to tell you one story, Pat, because I always know you appreciate an interesting story. When I was young and started out in Kerry County Council, we were you allowed use what we called councillor's allocation uh, to cut hedges. And you got great value for it, and it was a great job to do locally in each of the engineering areas. But it stopped because we weren't allowed to do so anymore because they said it was the landowner's duty to cut the hedges. Well, I knew a woman who you cycle a certain road every day. The hedges stopped being cut on that road. That lady was cycling her bicycle one day. A car was coming along. She kept in. There was a long briar coming out, and she was an elderly lady. The briar hit her in her eye and actually took the eye out of her head. Now, that was a horrific accident. That was as a direct result of the hedges not being cut. And you also have people then, people have good cars now and they maybe don't want to be scratching them or scraping them. So they'll stay out and you're losing a couple of feet on the road and it's making the, the passing of vehicles more dangerous. Buses are minding their mirrors because lorries and buses now, a mirror, you know that a heated mirror for a lorry, it can be over a thousand euros. A bus can be even more than that. It will be two thousand euros for a mirror. So you have those type of situations and these are simple ordinary things but why don't we hear the thief should come out and saying something as ordinary as, yes, we should cut all the hedges on all our roads. Yes, we should keep the water off our roads. Yes, we should do something about the deer and have a massive call of the deer and do and educate the young people in schools. But no, it's a knee-jerk reaction coming out and saying, oh yes, we'll put everybody driving at 80 kilometers an hour. Does he realize that the frustration that that could actually cause 
if people are afraid continuously of the speed van catching them and getting penalty points, the increased penalty points, the increased fines, like what are we going to do soon if that's not going to work? And next year or the year after, if we still have accidents happening on our roads and beautiful people being killed, are we going to come along then and say, well, you know, no, we'll reduce it down to 50 or 60 kilometers an hour and we'll all be going around, we may as well be on bicycles. Like, that doesn't make sense. That's common sense gone out the window. And it, it, what they're doing right now, Pat, because of the events of the last couple of weeks in particular, the government are jumping up and down saying, oh, no, we're doing this to resolve this awful situation. But unfortunately, they're wrong. And I believe they're focusing on one thing and one thing only. Yes, of course, and I want to thank the Gardaí, uh, the fire personnel, the ambulance people who deal with the, uh, the accidents that we have on the roads and the tragedies they have to see every day and every night. But when we're talking about the Gardaí and when we're talking about enforce, enforcement, it, it, the, the, the reduction of the, the, the speed is one thing. The enforcement of it is another. But it's also going to lead to a situation where people are going to be going mad driving their cars because if a road is perfectly clear in front of you, if it's broad daylight or if, it, if it's a, a clear night and the weather conditions are good and you have to be going along at 80 when you could actually be doing more than 100 kilometres an hour, it doesn't make sense. All right, Michael, thank you very much for that. That's Michael Healy Ray, Independent Kerry uh, TD. Uh, back uh, to you, Connor. Mm. Um, just looking at all the, the things that can go wrong leading to accidents, sometimes fatal accidents, uh, tragically, um, you know, people who die in accidents, where they wearing seatbelts? Mm. What were the road conditions like? What speed were they travelling? Was alcohol involved? Yes. Uh, I, you know, pedestrian alcohol or driver alcohol or whatever. Uh, were people on their telephone? What about road markings and the general condition mm. of the roads? What about deer uh, hopping out? Uh, weather conditions at the time? And then a simple thing, driver inexperience, driver error. Yeah. Do we get a proper analysis of all the accidents so we know you know, yeah. to what extent speed, I mean, sometimes people might be speeding, but that's not the reason for the accident. Exactly. Um, we get good analysis. And when I say good, it benchmarks reasonably well to what else they're able to do in Europe. It's highly dependent on the Garda form that's filled out at the scene of an accident. That forms a sort of primary database entry. It's also more and more using... Um, aggregated emergency room data. And in fact, one of the projects that the RSA was involved in a number of years ago was looking at meta-studies at how you uh, compare uh, emergency room data from across Europe. And you get some very, very good insights from it. So in the broadest sense, yes, we've got good analysis. But I mean, you want anonymized data. You don't want to attribute certain things. But if, for example, you have in France, they've had a lot of e-scooter deaths. We've had one or two here. You want to know, was the the, the situations, uh, you know, were they on the main road were they on yeah. the on the hard shoulder do they have illumination and so on. in other words a forensic analysis of mm-hmm. why things happened and therefore your advertising campaigns road safety can be very much targeted at the behavior yes. and you don't want to victim blame but also you want to save lives so to kind of advise people, this is what you do. Yeah, and it, it very much informs road design as well, those sorts of studies. Um, but yes, that's absolutely right. Now, when you get a horrific run of accidents and crashes, you know, bit of context. Ten years ago, we had done so much on road safety that we were actually world leaders. I mean, that, that sounds crazy, but we were. The Irish death rate was comparable to Sweden, the United Kingdom, Norway, the very best in the world. I think we were top five. So it's not as if 
we needed new laws. We had a toolkit that was working. What went wrong was that we stopped using it. And to hear Jack Chambers say we're going to review speed limits, you know, if your motivation is road safety, tell me what you're doing about the Garda Traffic Corps. Because there's fewer than 700 Garda active in it and there's supposed to be over a thousand. And the numbers keep shrinking. And we know that that is the number one preventative measure that we have. So if you're not addressing that, then it just feels like more hand-wringing. You're, you're, as you say, the causes are multifactorial, but an eye-catching one is speed. You can say speed. You'll get soft backing from the climate argument. People who just don't like cars. You get a big chorus in favour of reducing speed limits. But doing it on a blanket basis on this, firstly, is a poor idea. It, 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 it underanalyzed. Blanket measures like this tend to be wrong, and I think this one is. Secondly, it is a gesture. It is hand-wringing. It's a response to August, and when we know the most important countermeasure is Gardaí, to talk about this without talking about Gardaí is pretty unsatisfactory. Connor Faulkner, Transport Commentator and Chief Executive of the RIAC. Connor, thank you very much for joining us. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk.